Good evening, Dumb Nation, episode 409. I'm not going to mess around tonight talking about Benny Johnson. We're going to talk about Nick Fuentes. We're going to talk about my listeners. Um, Yeah, uh, we're going to get right into this. I'll be right back. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Do you want the truth? Are you tired of being so confused? You feel like you're more fucked up than the lies on the evening news. We'll just step right in. We can talk about it all as friends. And if you want, we can hug and kiss and make up for the body ends. Agree or disagree, stop offering me. Cause I'm everything you want. Damn, so what's your name? I won't tell no lies. Back up on the fast with truth. And if you can't. Thanks for watching, folks. I appreciate it. My name is Matthew Spear. I apologize for the quick intro. I'm, I'm frustrated. You're, you're probably going to f- be able to feel that a little bit tonight, and that's okay. We're all big women and men. We can handle this, I'm sure. Um, episode 409. Last night I went live, and this is a Saturday. Usually this is family time, but th- this thing has been in my craw. I had um, quite a few. And this happens often where I will have an opinion that's different than other people and we will disagree. And that's the entire premise of the show. There's nothing wrong with disagreement. I I completely appreciate it. I think it's really important. There's kind of two rules that I have on the live show if you haven't been on there. And the rule is simple. If you think something but really don't have any fact, then you should preface your statement with I think or in my opinion or I really don't have any facts, but this is what I, I think happened. And that's different because you're coming from a place of emotion versus I know this happened. Wake up, look at the proof. The truth is out there. Follow the plan, whatever you want to go ahead and, and, and say. And, and that is presumptive that your comment is based in fact. And of course, I think in either situation, the presumptive argument is that words matter. And when you say something, you should be held accountable for your statement. Some people like that. Some people don't. Some people have left the show and they'll never return and probably for the best. I want to be clear. I have been called a Nazi. I have been called a racist. I've been called a homophobe, transphobic, uh, a Trumper, a Trump tard. Uh, I've been insulted about my military service, that I'm a baby killer, uh, was told that I didn't serve enough, was told that I don't have a life because I surround myself with military paraphernalia. Guns aren't military paraphernalia. Maybe the M1, M1 above me. But 
honestly, it, it doesn't matter. None of those things matter. Nobody knows who I am. I don't know you. And our our brief interaction on the internet is in, as inconsequential as a, a wind. It, it, it just doesn't really matter. They happen all the time. You don't necessarily feel it every single time. Sometimes it's stronger than others, but ultimately it makes very little change and any damage that can be done can be repaired. It just doesn't make a difference. I don't necessarily rise to that bait and people get frustrated, horribly frustrated where they've threatened my family. They've threatened my children, my wife, the things that I could tell you, the stories that I could tell you, it it would turn your stomach. There is evil in the world. And what you find for most military people is that evil doesn't necessarily phase most military people because we've seen it and we were selected or we volunteered to go ahead and fight it and face it. And that takes not necessarily goodness or purity to face that. It takes a little bit of, of, of force, strong effort, determination, and evil begets evil in most cases. But you fight it with determination, and there is a killer instinct to thwart or eradicate evil from the planet. And depending upon your disposition and where you stand, left, right, up, down, center, you may think that American soldiers are evil. It's all about perspective. But I think we can all agree that there is evil in the world. Now, I have taken a back seat when I see certain things and I refuse to say something because I'm worried about uh, rocking the boat or losing viewers or anything like that on occasion. And it's stuff that's truly out there. It's stuff that where people really believe and it's nested in their core values. And I know that ultimately I could, I could lose my followers. Now it's only happened a couple of times. And last night was one of those times. And I made a mistake. I prefaced my statement with, I don't know if this is true. Uh, This guy might be anti-Semitic. I have a point. I'll get to it. I don't know if, you know, he's a decent human being and all, even though I knew completely different, I knew that Nick Fuentes in all senses of the word is a piece of and he's been a piece of since he was born because evil is not necessarily something you're born with, but it is a learned behavior. And I promise you this guy learned at an early age. I danced around the points that I'm about to make now. So we're going to make them clearly with no supposition, with no equivocation about how I feel about Nick Fuentes. Now, I want to make sure I'm prefacing once again how I feel. I don't know everything about the man. I've never met him. I don't know him. I just know what I've seen. And in the first seven seconds of one of his videos, I can tell you with the utmost certainty that he's a piece of In fact, I'm so confident that if Nick Fuentes would like to have a debate in person or via conference, I would love to point out why he is a piece of and see if he could defend it. I know what would happen. He would immediately resort to name calling. He would break it down to the lowest common denominator because the guy's a bully and he's a knuckle dragger. I've known people like it my whole life. And usually the only way to get through to people like this is knock them in the teeth. Not saying I would like to do that to the guy. I'm just telling you with bullies, conversation is not their strong point. And knocking them in the teeth is about the only thing that usually works. 
here endeth a lesson on how to handle a bully. But this guy's more than a bully. He's a homophobe. He's a racist. He has Nazi principles and tropes that he believes in. He hates Jews. Now, you can sit here and say, well, hold on a second, Matt. How do you know that? Well, because I've watched about 40 videos in circulation and read his statements, and I unequivocally can say that the things that I just said are true. Whether that is him putting on a persona or curtailing to a certain audience, I don't know. But what I do know is that his words speak volumes. Here's one right now. I'll have to censor most of this in post. Listen to this. Typing on Twitter.com, fat, fat, race trader. You work for Jews, you know? That is Mr. Fuentes saying that Matt Walsh is a race trader, that he works for a persuasion of Jesuits. He basically called him a Jew lover. Now, I'm willing to give the guy the benefit of doubt. I can give him a few minutes to, you know, possibly vent and say some pretty crappy things while he's on a hot mic. But in this case, this was live on several different occasions, multiple occasions. This guy has done just that. Here's another one. It was better for them too, number one. But number two, who cares? Who cares? You know, enough with the Jim Crow stuff. Who cares? Oh, and to drink out of a different water fountain. Big f deal. Oh no, they had to go to a different school. Their water fountain in that famous picture was worse. Who cares? Grow up. Drink out of a water fountain. It's it's water. It's the same. You know, and uh, you know, even if it was bad, who cares? Who cares? It's better. It's better in general. We all agree it was better for them. It's better for us. Better in general. Here's, here's the problem with this guy. He's obviously a guy who's trying to be a shock jock. He's obviously a guy who has followed some controversial talk show hosts and figures that this is the way to rise to fame and rise to stardom. And obviously, he has some sort of recognition in the community. The thing that I take the most umbrage with is that we have numbed ourselves or anesthetized ourselves to being called racist or Nazis or homophobic or transphobic. So when it really presents itself and it truly rears its evil, ugly head, which is this small, tiny, petulant little man, little boy, can't even grow a real mustache. It's more difficult to recognize it because you've trivialized the meaning of the words. They are monikers that are to be used in the most extreme circumstances, under the most vile conditions. They are not to be tossed around lightly. These words have meaning. And when the left uses them as a punchline or as a way to shut down a conversation, souls like this get a pass. First off, Benny Johnson, I've watched Benny now for about a year and a half. And honestly, a lot of the professionalism I try to have as far as my set, my video, how I, how I tic- articulate myself, Benny is a fa- fantastic orator and presenter. 
I don't like his gotcha headlines. And I've said that many times. I, I don't know, Benny, we've never had a conversation. But what he did today took immense courage and bravery. And I want to give him immense props. Is that he stood out and he collected a series of videos that I just showed you, along with tweets of Nick Fuentes and said, no, this isn't okay. Well, what, what are we talking about, Nick Fuentes, for you might not know? What is Benning talking about? What am I talking about? Last night at Mar-a-Lago, Thanksgiving, I believe it was, Kanye West wanted to go to a dinner that was going to be at Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump was acquiesced to this request from all accounts. And this is all secondhand, thirdhand, no firsthand knowledge on this. So I am just reporting as the facts are now, very similar to last night. Kanye West showed up with three friends. One of them was Nick Fuentes, and obviously a very controversial figure. The next person who showed up was Karen Giarno, who worked for Donald Trump. Worked for Donald Trump in Florida, and she was the director in 2016 of his campaign and winning the presidential nomination in 16. She later was moved to Trump Tower and did some sort of director's role there. Trump knows her. There's several pictures of them together. Now, does Trump know every single person? No, but they've met, and there is a common knowledge. And all first-hand accounts say that he would use by her first name and recognize her if he saw her, and that has been demonstrated many times. However, she was also a key witness in the sexual allegations against Trump for one of his campaign managers and somebody who worked for him as well. We, we all know this, and I'm not here to spread all that stuff. But that creates a conflict of interest or possibly somebody who has or takes issue with Donald Trump. Not necessarily someone you would want to bring around uh, at, at a big name donor, pundit, supporter dinner. You would want to keep that person out. You don't want cancers in that situation. Nick Fuentes is also another one who has spoken against Trump when Trump spoke out against Charlottesville and said he was soft and weak because he didn't support the racists. Nick Fuentes is a gem. And Kanye West has been an anti-Semitic dick a long time as well. I'm not a big fan of him, and I think Donald Trump listening to people like Kanye West, listening to people uh, who, who, who act this way, is the reason why the last two and a half years, Trump has had a rough go of it when it comes to his PR or his overall image out of the presidency. And I think, honestly, if he doesn't figure out a way to repair it and then stop allowing stuff like this to happen, it's going to cost him 2024. To be clear, Nick Fuentes, Kanye, and anyone else should never have been there. Now, is that Donald Trump's fault? No. Just like documents being shredded or just like somebody does something stupid on a Sunday talk show and reflects negatively on Joe Biden, things happen. People make bad choices. Happens all the time. Mariucci did it when he was when he was a White House correspondent or a, a, a press secretary. It happens and it reflects negatively on you. Priebus did it also. Ryan Priebus with with Donald Trump. People say stupid things and ultimately you get you get slapped with it. But what I do take issue with is that that is a high security event. You don't get in there unless you're known. This is a former president of the United States, and Kanye, who wants to be called Ye, and I, I, I will not, 
yay old, hearken to thee. Your name's Kanye, and even that is a stretch. But Kanye walked in three people, unbeknownst to Donald Trump, knowing who they were, even though he made that statement, it's not necessarily true. And nobody stopped them. Nick Fuentes is most assuredly known by most people in that room, being that it was full of conservatives and people who toe the line for Donald Trump. Secret Service knows everyone who walks in there. If you're going to attend an event, you get cleared. You have to provide your address, your phone number. You run through NCIC. You run through the criminal database. And you are vetted before you arrive. That is standard operating procedure. And this is for somebody who's been to several black tie events. Donald Trump said the following. He acknowledged the dinner in a post on Truth Social, but here's his quote. This past week, Kanye West called me to have dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Shortly thereafter, he unexpectedly showed up with three of his friends whom I knew nothing about. We had dinner on Tuesday evening with many members present on the back patio. The dinner was quick and uneventful. They then left for the airport. There is a video that I will not post of Kanye West espousing and talking about at the table how Donald Trump was screaming at him. The other accounts of the people there have not said anything like that, that he insulted Kim Kardashian, which isn't really hard to do. Any type of conversation you have about Kim Kardashian is ultimately going to lead to insults because everything she does is controversial because that's just who she is. It gives attention. And Kanye West essentially asked Donald Trump, supposedly, according to rumors, to be his vice president. All of this is extremely inauthentic or plastic. It feels and looks like Kanye West, who has a bone to pick with Donald Trump and obviously wants to do damage to Donald Trump. Now, once again, full accountability, Donald Trump, even though he knows two of the parties in this group, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what he stated was, was a lie because it says he unexpectedly show up with, showed up with three of his friends whom I knew nothing about. Now saying I know nothing about means I had no idea they were going to be there. I had no idea about that. Not necessarily that he didn't know them. I'll take it at face value, but either way, Donald Trump has to do a better job of selecting the people who represent him. Period. I said this on my show last night. And you, you, you would have imagined that I, I, I literally said that Hillary Clinton should be the president of the United States or something to that effect, because the listeners turned and I've had this happen before. We've talked about the stolen election. We've talked about January 6th, but nothing like this, because I was reporting something that no other right media was talking about it wound up coming on Breitbart, but before that, 35 of the, the leftist stations in the United States were reporting this, and it was on word one. It wasn't on the Daily Caller. It wasn't on the wire. It was, it was nowhere. And that is a sign to me that the right is trying to ride out the story or not address it or not make it a big deal. And the, 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 the people on my show completely started turning. I, I'm, a, I'm a traitor. I'm a Trump hater. I'm a never Trumper. I'm a Democrat plant. I'm being paid by DeSantis. And for you people that say, yes, all of a sudden, I've decided to go ahead and call out against racism, white supremacy, 
anti-Semitism because Ron DeSantis is feeding me money. Yes, th those things just weren't inherent in me already because my grandmother, great-grandmother Schwartz fled Germany. It's basically in me because, you know, Ron DeSantis pays me money. What, what a stupid comment. This is the type of thing that gives Republicans bad names. This guy's not a Republican. He's an alt-right QAnon piece of shit. And for you people that are like, oh, I don't know what QAnon is. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because you follow a lot of the things that have been said. You just don't know it. Disinformation runs rampant on the internet and people buy it hook, line and sinker. And I understand that you're prey victim to this and it's not necessarily your fault because if you see someone who sits at a desk like myself and has a mic and has a good presentation, all of a sudden they're smarter than you or they have some information that you can't possibly disseminate. And that's not the case. And it's what I try to talk about on my show every single night. You have every ability inside of you to smell the BS that's being spread across the internet, you just have to take the time to care and have a very healthy level of skepticism and be curious. Never be satisfied with what you're told and try to disprove the things that are being said versus trying to prove them and accept them. Because when you do that, you're the issue. Your ideological entrenchment, your filter is the problem. So try to disprove the things you hear. And that's what we tried to do last night. My comments were, if Donald Trump knew about this, then he, he's made a big mistake. If Donald Trump didn't know about this, then he made big mistakes on his personnel. And if his personnel didn't know about this, then they all need to be fired. Donald Trump very shortly came out and shot this thing down, which he then was out of the conversation. If he says that, I take that at face value. The problem I have is who the hell let them in the building? This guy does not deserve to have a podium with a former president of the United States. Here's the last video. You want to talk to Jewy Jewstein who says, I like the free market. I like capitalism. But, I'm, but I think something else about social issues. You know, that's who you want to have on your show. Welcome, everybody. I'm Dave Rubin. I'm gay and Jewish, and this is the Gay Jewish Show. Today, we've got a Jew who is going to talk to us about why the only thing you're allowed to disagree on is economics. Well, hello, Dave Rubin. I'm a Jew, and you know what? Is this getting a little hardcore for you? Oh, I'm sorry. Is this a little too extreme for you? Maybe you, <laughs> maybe you tuned into the wrong show. This guy doesn't speak for Republicans. He doesn't speak for conservatives. He doesn't speak for the military. The man wouldn't last two seconds in the military. He would get a GI shower and he would get a section eight as quick as, as you could believe. The guy is freaking nuts. Now, he also said that people were slandering him, that he supported Ron DeSantis. The same people that say that I'm being paid, they're saying he's being paid. There is an attempt to smear Ron DeSantis that is just as strong as the smear attempts on Donald Trump. And hopefully you're going to be smart enough to realize that this is an attempt to divide the Republican Party. So we have two possible president elects running for president of the United States on the same ticket, which ultimately means we lose. Hopefully you're smart enough to realize this. This guy is not a Republican. He's a fascist. This is what the left think we are. And because of guys like this, and we don't repudiate them and don't literally ban them from every single part and facet of our lives, we're maligned with him because we're only as good as our worst parts. We're only as strong as our weakest link. And this guy is a weak link.
He's not an intellectual. He's an ambulance chaser. He is the dregs of the dregs and the lowest parts of our society. He is a person who hasn't learned any compassion or fundamental values of what it takes to be a human being. And to surmise and make it as as transparent as I can, he's evil. And evil people don't deserve to have a platform. Freedom of speech until it encroaches upon your individual rights. When he makes anti-Semitic remarks, when he insults gays in the military, when he goes after black people, when he goes after minorities and Mexicans and women and anyone else who he disagrees with, that's not a part of his Aryan race, white supremacist, blonde hair, blue eyed pricks. He espews hatred and derision towards the, any class of people that he doesn't agree with. That's evil. If you are a Republican, if you are a conservative, if you're a Democrat, if you're a leftist, if you're a socialist, if you're a part of the Green Party, or you're none of the above Richard Pryor, this guy deserves every single person in America to shun his ass. And a message to Nick Fuentes is one of these days you're going to realize that you're going to walk down the street and you're going to need help from one of those people that you castigate and cast aspersions on. And you're going to need their help. It might be a cop. It might be a rabbi. And the funny thing is, Nick, is that they don't know who you are because you're just a nothing. You're navel lint. You're not even important enough for them to know who you are. They're going to help you. And you are such a degenerative piece of crap that you're going to take that help and then get back up on the mic and say all of it again. Because people like you are never wrong. That takes a moral compass, something you don't have. I got to give credit to Benny Johnson for saying something. I got to give credit to the people who did say something and also the people who shifted gears last night and immediately started apologizing or saying, oh, go, Matt. I knew you're right all along. I know who you are. And I don't care if I lose you. In fact, I would say if you were one of those people, don't come back. Go watch Nick's show. You guys have a lot more in common than you think. Folks, thank you for letting me be a little fired up. Thank you for letting me talk about it tonight. Veteran Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is way too many. Please reach out to a veteran. If you see any of the signs of traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, PTS, it starts with a conversation. It's 100% free of charge. It'll never be reported to your duty station, and they are always there to help 24 hours, seven days a week. Last but not least, you don't have to be a veteran. If you are a a civilian, you can call too. They'll never turn you away. Folks, thanks for listening tonight. Frustrations and all. Nick Fuentes, you're you're a prick. I have to go back and edit all this language in this show, Nick. Thanks a lot, but it's worth it. I hope people really step away from this guy. He does not represent anything about our republic. He does not represent anything about America. There's nothing in the stars and stripes about hate, xenophobia, homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, 
We hear these words so much and we have become numb to them and we need to understand and identify when people truly fit that bill. This guy does. Thanks for watching, folks. I'll see you tonight. Maybe I'll be on at 8.30, maybe not. But either way, God bless. Thanks for watching. And I'll see you Monday with a new recorded show.